Welcome back guys, Chris here with another episode of On The Back Bar. Today's guest is a special one. He was nominated 2019 International Bartender of the Year. He is the Global Coffee Ambassador for Mr. Black's Coffee. And he heads up the Coffee Cocktail Program at the Maybe Sammy Hotel Bar, which was recently nominated Best Bar in Australia and number 43 in the world's 50 Best. Not only that, but he's just about to launch his new coffee business and we're here today to learn about it. His name is Martin Hudak, and what I like about this episode is his generally kind approach to wanting to give people experience and knowledge about the coffee world. So before we start, we have a competition to announce. Whiskey Live 2020 is coming to Bangkok, Thailand. This first show in Thailand is hosted by Far May Holdings Incorporated. It's on the 31st of January to the 1st of February and it's going to be a great event. It has 50 exhibitors, 200 plus whiskies. Uh, you'll see the likes of Diageo, Woodford Reserve, Jameson's, and I have two VIP tickets to give away. With these tickets, you're gonna have access to the exclusive VIP tasting room, where you'll be greeted by the likes of McCallum, Whiskars Phuket, so you can have a smoke with your dram, and also get to meet some of the people behind the scenes in the whiskey world. Now, to be in with a chance to win, all you have to do is answer this question. How does Martin like to drink his coffee in the morning? That's right. Once you've got the answer, head over to our Facebook page, look for our post for the Whiskey Live competition, and leave a comment and a like saying what he likes to drink for coffee in the morning. See if you guys can get it. So, enjoy the show, subscribe, give us a like, and we'll see you all at the end. Benjamin Franklin once said, In wine there is wisdom, in beer there is freedom, and in water there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar, hosted by Christopher Menning, an industry expert, author, and bartender who's been in the industry for over a decade. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the Back Bar. This is Christopher Menning. Martin, hi. Good morning. Welcome to On The Back Bar. Thanks for joining us today. Hi. Good morning, Chris. Thank you for the invitation. Very excited to share a couple of words with you guys. Perfect. Well, honestly, I think everyone's going to be really excited to hear about, about you today. Um, we're always starting with sort of the beginnings and where everyone got into hospitality. So if you could give us your five-minute rundown of where you came from, what you do, and that'd be great. Sure, sure, great. Well, I'm coming from the country which is very well known for uh, a great bartender's community. So I'm coming from Slovakia or Czechoslovakia. Um, so basically heart of Europe. Um, working in hospitality all my life, you know, studied hospitality school as well. Once I finished school, I had this idea I want to – I want to make money out of what I learned and what I like, so I started working in a local coffee shop. But in Slovakia, pretty much, there is no cocktail culture, or there wasn't a cocktail culture back in time. So, of course, what, what you're going to do, you're going to do co coffee, and then maybe, you know, pour some shots of some very strong spirits, do lots of beers, and, you know, here and then, you do some, I don't know, let's say Negroni or some strawberry mojitos and stuff like that. 
So I was, <laughs> I was doing that for five years. I was very like, you know, like passionate about it. And I did a couple of competitions, international one, which brought me to Havana, brought me to Stockholm and London and all right around the world. And how, how amazing it was back in time, like to found a passion in both different worlds, worlds of coffee and worlds of cocktails. And uh, being that kind of person in early days, passionate about boats, I developed this kind of like um, a status within the industry where someone who wanted to know something about coffee came to me, but at the same time, someone who wanted to know something about cocktails came to me. So I was really like that kind of that guy who was trying to bridge the gap, but I still didn't know, like, am I barista or am I bartender, who I really am. And then after five years, Slovakia became a bit smaller for me. Um, I pretty much achieved everything what I wanted to, and I wanted to move on. So the best way how to test your skills, and as well the best way how to you know challenge your ego and all this, what you think about yourself, is to move to the country which is uh, the best for coffee or cocktails. And of course, the, the closest choice will be London. So I moved to the Mecca, Mecca of cocktails. And uh, uh, funny enough, uh, by, I don't know, the right timing, preparation, and all the luck on the earth, I uh, got a senior position. Uh, at the Savoy, a very legendary place at the American bar. And I, uh, yeah, I had my first shift there 10 of July, 10 of December, uh, 2014. And uh, I've been there almost for four years, yeah. Uh, working there uh, alongside the big legends, you know, where we achieved, uh, you know, many greatest rankings in the greatest competition. And then, yeah, after four years, uh, almost four years at the Savoy, I decided for another challenge, I realized it's very easy to wear, to wear a white jacket, to be there and, you know, to be confident with history. I said, you know what, well, I want another challenge. I'm going to move to the other side of the world where no one really cares about who is Martin Hudak or what, who is, what is Savoy. <laughs> As you did, so, yeah. Yeah, so 2000, uh, 2018, uh, I packed everything and I moved to Australia where last year, exactly a year ago and a couple, couple weeks, we, together with a great team of people, we opened a maybe semi, our new uh, hotel bar, Minus Hotel. And yeah, and it's already a year and a half. I'm in Australia uh, running maybe semi at the same time, working for Mr. Blake as a global coffee ambassador, running my own roastery. So I would say last 10 years, you know, I've changed, you know, positions maybe just like three times from Little Cafe in Slovakia to the greatest hotel bar in the world to the own bar in Australia and working for a brand. So that's my life in 10 years. <laughs> I mean, wow, what a life. You've kind of, uh, do you really think it's sort of right time or, and right place? Or was there a bit more behind uh, it? I think, I, I believe in like higher power and all these karma things. And yes, of course, right okay. time. And you need to be prepared. You always need to be prepared. You never know when opportunity comes and knock on your door. And you really have to be ready. Yeah. And uh, I think opportunity and preparation it's kind of, yeah, lucky combination. I mean, one thing I've quite admired about your career is you've always had a sense of um, there's a big uh, determination of focus. For instance, the coffee cocktail competitions, you wouldn't seven years, <laughs> right, in the making <laughs> of just every time. That's, that takes a lot of determination to do that, right? Yeah, I really don't know anyone who did competition for seven years or any, any kind. Like, if you're talking about world-class Bacardi legacy, I don't really know anyone who did it for so, such a long time. And uh, yes... You know, from beginning, it was kind of like an ego thing. You know, I really, I knew I'm good, you know, like I knew I can win, but I, I just really, I didn't, you know, for many years. And it was just because I was stubborn and I was stupid and I didn't read the rules. And, you know, like first three years in Slovakian national finals, I was disqualified every year. 
you know, and not many people knows that because I went there like big, you know, big ego bartender. I was like, yeah, I have a dry eyes and I have a cool leather apron and bow tie and I have tattoos and I'm going to show you what it's all about, you know, but like, of course, I didn't read the rules and I was very slow. So I was five minutes over time, bam, disqualified. And then I realized, okay, if you want to be the best, it's not about being like, look, look cool, you know, and like, you know, being like this ego bartender, but being like really determined, read the rules and go deep in the sources and Yes, as you said, it took me seven years, but it's not because of the knowledge about the coffee and cocktail, not because about like being a passionate. It took me seven years to develop and change as a human being. I really, really, really myself, 2010, when I started competing and myself, when I won 2017, I became a different person. You know, I, I mature enough. I, I aged enough to understand what are the priorities and, uh, the winning of the competition is not about being the best in the world, but winning of the competition is basically to take this achievement and share it with your guests and share it with your peers and friends and industry people and share your expertise and knowledge. Because there are so many other world champions who basically put the trophy on the shelf and that's it. But I really didn't want to be one of those. I really want to take this trophy and share every piece of this experience I had over seven years with everyone. And that's, I think, uh, I believe any competition you do is important as much as you're going to share it with others. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, hats off to you because a lot of people would give up after the first couple of times they failed. They'd be like, okay, it's not for me. But you stuck to it. And um, the, the competition we're talking about for the, for the audience is the 2017 World Coffee in Good Spirits. Yes. Um, can you tell us a bit about the competition, the sort of things you have to do, the challenges, and what sure, cocktail sure, sure. you want? Yeah, sure. It's, it is kind of like, let's say, I would say it's kind of like a world class because that's like one of the biggest competitions in the world. Um, it is like Olympic Games in coffee world. Like you have to be, first of all, a winner in your country. You have to represent your country and then you travel abroad and compete. Now, you can choose different categories. Like you can have like, you know, when you do Olympics, you can have a long run, short run, marathon, etc. So you can choose different categories. You can do like, I don't know, cappuccino, like flat whites, pictures, you know, latte art. You can brew coffee, you can roast coffee. And I, and I have a passion in all of those different categories, but I find myself in a coffee cocktail category to be like, yes, that's me. So what you have to do to be there, you have to win nationals, go there, and then basically you have a 10 minutes on the stage where you have a two taste judges in front of you evaluating your drinks. Then you have a head judge, then you have a technical judge, you have a timekeeper, so there's about five, six people around you. 10 minutes on the stage, all year preparation, and just 10 minutes. And you have to do two signature coffee cocktails, one warm or hot and one cold, two portions each. So you have to serve four drinks, four portions in total, based on two different coffees. So one have to be espresso based, one have to be filter based, and then you have to basically tell them everything. You know, it's just not, it's not like bartending competition, like eh, here and there. You really need to go deep in the sources and explain why you choose this coffee, why it's roasted like that why it tastes like that and why choose this specific spirit to combine it with the coffee. And then according to what you said to the judges, they're going to basically give the points. So if I say my coffee uh, tastes like, I don't know, like strawberries and hint of peach with aftertaste of uh, salted caramel, if they're not going to taste this inside, you're going to get zero on tasting. And you have only 10 minutes to do all this. Uh, once you do that uh, and they're going to give you points, they're going to choose top six. And the top six going to the next day finals from the semifinals. And then in the final, you pretty much have to do the same thing. Apart from, you have to as well present Irish coffee. 
So one signature drink and Irish coffee. Now Irish coffee is the big legendary coffee cocktail and it's kind of like a benchmark for the judges to see the differences between all the competitors. And now you might, you might think, yeah, Irish coffee, whiskey, sugar, you know, coffee and cream. What can, what can be the difference? But of course there can be massive difference. In my case, I decided to focus on small details outside of the coffee. So I used a honey from Slovakia. The bees were, were eating a, a pollen from the trees in the forest. So it's a forest honey. And it was much more darker, much more floral than any other honey. And then I blend this honey with muscovado sugar from Mauritius. Uh, it was biodynamic farm. So what is good about those two sweeteners? Honey is floral, but not sweet enough. Then I use muscovado, which was sweet, but not floral but give you this beautiful nutty caramel flavor. I combine them together and I use them as my sweetener instead of just any kind of classic sugar syrup. And then uh, whiskey itself, you know, I focus on something more aged, you know, I really like this sherry cask game going on because uh, my coffee was already fruity and I wanted to support its fruitiness. So I choose 12 years old sherry cask, powers whiskey. And it's just like old, well, you know, blended uh, together. But then I was thinking about cream, you know, like, yeah, we take dairy for granted, you know, it's any dairy. So I was like, you know what, if I'm having like single barrel whiskey from specific cars and I have, this, you know, specific honey, I want to have a specific cream. So how can I do it? So I went to the, I went to the farm in the middle of England. I went to see the farmer and I asked him like, eh, which cream is the best? And I was like, what do you mean is the best? I was like, well, I'm looking for higher, pro I'm looking for higher protein content. I'm looking for like much fattier and richer and creamer. I want to know exactly fat content. And he was like, well, listen, I have 120 cows here, you know, why, yeah. why if you don't do tests? So we were milking each cow separately. We run the test separately on each milk and we create the creams from each cow. And we find out the cow number 83, three years old cow, her cream was the best in terms of protein and fat content and what I was looking for. And I got specific single origin cream for my Irish coffee. And then when I taste it, it was like vanilla, you know, a creamy, chocolatey, raisinous. It was yellow. Wow. And I used just slightly amount layer on top, which caught your tongue. And it was just like game changer. I loved it. I loved it so much. It's all yes. in the details, right? <laughs> I believe God is in details, you know? Like, if you yeah. want to be the best in the world, you have to go so deep, so nerdy, mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. I mean, the cocktail sounds amazing. Um, the competition sounds intense too. And it's interesting. I read one of your previous articles um, that you were interviewed in and you mentioned about mentors and you've had a few during your time. Um, obviously, Eric Larynx at Savoy must have been a yeah. big one. How important is it to have a mentor uh, when you're doing these sort of competitions? Yeah, I believe for everyone out there, any competition you're going to do in your life, you cannot do it by yourself. You can't. You have to be surrounded by right people. You have to kind of team who's going to help you. And uh, I think everything started at home. You know, like you have to have a good home ground. You have to have a good partner uh, or family supporting you who understand what you're doing and how you're doing it. And uh, they really need to be, a, um, uh, they need to have lots of patience with you, you know, because you're spending all your money and time effort on some competition they don't understand. Uh, so everything's starting at home. And I was very lucky that, uh, I have my partner who really understands what I'm doing, and uh, she's like greatest, greatest support, and, and as well the biggest critic. And uh, so everything's starting at home, and then in the workplace, of course, you need to have a colleagues and a, and, a, and a mentors there because honestly, myself, I'm not great with making drinks. You know, like yes, I can build a good cocktail, but tweaking the recipes and like being like, you know, like so precise, I'm not good with that. I'm more good with people, show hospitality, and talking. 
that's why I was very lucky to have back in time at the Savoy. And even now in Sydney, I have an amazing colleague who helping me to build the cocktails. Then you need to have someone who's going to help you with coffee, you know, back in time. Of course, like my coffee knowledge was little. I didn't know how to roast coffee. I didn't know like, okay, I have to go to the farm. So you have to surround yourself with professionals from other fields who are going to help you like to bring the coffee to the table and roast it. And then maybe there are some other techniques which I don't understand. Like I don't know how to rotovap or sous vide or infuse things. Maybe you can ask the chefs. So surround yourself with the people from different fields and don't be afraid to ask for the help. Once you win, please make sure you acknowledge them and please make sure you, 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 you're going to tell everyone who helped you to grow. I became world champion not because of my determination. I became world champion because of all the people alongside there on the journey helped me. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Um, I mean, that's great. really is. And I feel I really completely agree with you. I think mentorship is so important. And you're right, surrounding yourself with the right people too. Um, we, I mean, a lot of people, I think, know about your past. You've, um, you've had quite an illustrious career. But let's talk about what's going on now with you and sort of the future for you. Um, maybe Sammy um, has had fantastic success since it's opened. Um, last year, 2019, winning Best Bar in Australia. And number 43 in the world's 50 best. That's, um, that's a title to take. That's pretty impressive. What's that been like? Uh, well, uh, honestly, it's, um, yeah, well... I mean, when you open a bar with a bunch of people and and some investors on board, first thing you want to make them happy. You want to make your investors happy and bring some money to the bar. You know, opening bar just for sake of awards, it's not the right thing. You know, I believe awards are good and healthy. They are kind of motivation, but they shouldn't be there for your ego or they shouldn't be there for your Instagram account to have more followers. You know, awards basically are tools which can bring the business to establishment and i can clearly say that it's working so when we opened maybe semi last year you know we came with this little soul on board and all of us as uh, andrea balash myself we we work in the five-star hotels from artesian at langham savoy lobster bar shangla in hong kong we had this five-star mentality and we knew we want to open something what doesn't exist in sydney like that not really in australia hotel bars at all and we wanted to open this hotel bar style so we have this sequence of service and standards. You feel like you are in Connaught or you, are, you feel like you are in Nomad or Atlas, which is not even hotel bar, but still have this like, you know, opulent, grandiose service, but still relaxed. And we really wanted to do it. So when we did it, when we opened in January 9th last year, we had this like, not expectations, but we like, we're like, okay, what's going to happen? Is this industry going to accept us? Are the guests going to understand what we want to do? And honestly... Honestly, for the first six months, we struggled so much. We were standing there in empty venue on Tuesday night. No one walked in. We were there, thirsty and hungry, with all those experience from London and around the world. And we were like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then, yeah, Tales came in July and Best New International cocktail bar. We were like, what the heck is going on? We got it. And then 50 Best came, Australian Bar Awards came, you know, Alia Bar Awards. Like, it just started rolling on. And people start coming in, coming in. And we have nowadays, we have a full venue on, on Tuesday. We're doing like, we're doing uh, incredible numbers compared to last year. And uh, we are shocked. We are, yes, we are humble at the same time, but we worked fucking hard. You know, <laughs> we work so hard behind the scene and being so far away from everyone else, you have to put your name, you have to put your ass out there. You have to travel, you have to convince people, you have to show them what you do. 
because otherwise no one gonna know what you're doing if you're not gonna tell them what you're doing how are they gonna know about you so yes we have the amazing year we got i guess in total 11 awards uh, nationally internationally but now it's behind you know it's 2019 is gone 2020 that's the future we are focusing on what we're gonna do next great um, let's talk about the bar. It's a beautiful bar. If, any, if no one has seen it yet, um, Google maybe send me now. It's, it looks stunning. It, the color palette as well. I love. Let's talk about the cocktails. Um, the mini martinis to start with sound fantastic. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah, I think uh, we, we 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 saw this many times around London, especially when you go to those hotel bars. They see those mini champagnes on arrival in those mini glasses, and uh, those glasses are cute. You know, like uh, of course they're cute and expensive. We buy them from John Jenkins, which one of a very famous glassmaker in the UK. So we ship them over from him, and it's just so expensive for us to have them. But we said, let's do those things right. So idea was, Australia is good in terms of craft spirits, wine and beer. They are good with their cocktail culture. But if we're talking about classic drinks, it's still like on the way. And um, we knew like we want to introduce classic cocktails to the crowd, but. We, we have to be very careful. You cannot just come here from London and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do hanky-panky every day or I'm going to do, I don't know, Martinez. You know, like no one's going to get it. So the way how to do it is to think about, let's do it smaller, shorter, more palatable, already diluted and quick, first of all. They don't want to wait. People, they don't want to wait. So we took classic drinks, just Martini or Alaska or Boulevardiers and stuff like that. We pre batched them, dilute them, a little bit modified in terms of sugar and volume, to make them palatable for the current taste. And then basically we introduce mini cocktails. And I believe, yes, we are not the, one of the first ones. We are not pioneers, you know. Termini doing it, Dan doing it, everyone's doing it, you know. But we wanted to be like one of the first in Australia. And uh, from, uh, from the first time we introduced it, it just became super popular. Like we're doing uh, happy hours between 4.30 and 5.30 when we open the door. We're doing happy hours, one mini cocktail for $5.50. It's good. like four, yep. four pounds, three pounds. So you can have like a tasting of classic drinks. You can have four of them lined up in for you for less than 10 pounds, $10. And uh, you can taste and choose what you like. And sometimes we're doing like even 150 of them within one hour. So it's crazy, crazy. And that brings attention and awareness to the classic cocktails. And yes, you're losing kind of point of showmanship. You're losing kind of point of like, oh yeah, you know, like doing this crazy mixology stuff. But at the same time, we want to like, show the people classic drinks in a fast easy way and even looking at the signature selection there's a lot of classic flavors there i mean uh, the tropicana with the bacardi eight-year-old montenegro yep. and you've got toasted coconut uh wood-fired pineapple and cinnamon shrub those flavors are just <laughs> classic you know so mm -hmm. that, that's the one i'd go for i think you're you're in charge of the coffee cocktails on the menu which has its own section yep. do you want to talk about that which one's your favorite Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, we, we divide our responsibility in our team and you have to find your strengths within the team. You know, like if you know this person is good with paperwork, so you're going <laughs> to give him paperwork, right? If you know that this person is good with, uh, I don't know, like, you know, doing a clarification and, you know, things like that, you're going to give him these responsibilities. And from beginning, we knew Andrea is an amazing creative person. He won World Cup many times and, like, we knew he's, like, a... Uh, god of flavors so yes he's in charge of like the whole creative process and of course the coffee cocktails is my uh my part and uh 
from beginning we knew, like I knew as well, I'm moving to a country of coffee. Australia is known for coffee culture. Espresso Martin is the best-selling cocktail in this, in this part of the world. And I knew if you want to do coffee cocktails right, we have to go deep in the sources. And that's why first thing was, we're going to source our own beans. We're going to roast them. We're going to make coffee in-house the same way as any other specialty coffee shop in the country. And of course, our coffee cocktails is going to be slightly different because we're focusing on coffee itself. And uh, my favorite so far, and I think uh, it's, it's there since opening, and it's going to be there, I think, forever. It's my favorite signature twist on a classic espresso martini, which I call espresso martiki. Tiki cocktails are very really famous. Tiki culture is popular. Australia is a you know tropical vibe country, always hot. The flavors, as you mentioned before, with Tropicana cocktail, which are on the menu, you know, coconut, pineapple, bananas, people understand those flavors and they are very familiar with them. So I had this idea to create a tropical espresso martini instead of vodka, which can be sometimes boring or just diluted in the coffee taste. I, I use the I use the rum, very nice, beautiful aged dark rum. Uh, instead of any sugar which you might use for espresso martini, I'm using orgeat. So this beautiful nuttiness, you know, is there. And then any DNA of tiki cocktails, yes, you have a rum, you have orgeat. Of course, you're going to add some fresh tropical juice. We're using pineapple, you know, of course, Mr. Black, fresh espresso, shake it hard, garnish with some beautiful tropical flowers. And we're selling more of those than just regular espresso martinis because people find it more interesting. They are like, oh, wow, it's like so fresh. Of course, espresso martini don't have to be just burned and bitter and sweet and boozy it can be fun and i believe espresso martiki is our number one best-selling coffee cocktail and uh, of course you mentioned mr black and mr black is a coffee liqueur and you are the global coffee ambassador and i couldn't really think of anyone better for that job title <laughs> when um where, how did that come around was this after the competitions were you talking to them before or you know what was the the route to that position uh good question uh I, I came across Mr. Black first time when I was in London. I think it was early 2015. The company was in the market like for one year in the UK. I got this bottle and I said, oh my God, another free stock for us. You know, people always bringing the brands. I was like, oh, coffee liquor, it's gonna be super sweet and sugary. Then I tasted it, I was like, fuck, that's delicious. <laughs> it tastes like coffee, that's cool. I wanna know more, I wanna know more. So uh, I worked with Mr. Black for like many years. I was a big fan of the brand. And uh, of course, you know, what I was doing around the world, you know, bridging the gap between the world of coffee and cocktails, the same ethos and same, uh, um, same approach had the Mr. Black as well. And when I moved to Australia, it was just like logical step that guys reach, reach out and ask me like, okay, listen, you're doing what we do. Why we don't do it together? Why we don't do like a coffee revolution? Let's bring the craft coffee into the night. Let's do it together. Um, they put the offer on the table and they said, like, we never did it. We don't have a global coffee ambassador. We want to create position which was never, ever created in this industry. You are not just brand ambassador. You're a coffee ambassador. You're going to basically preach about coffee cocktails. You want to take it? I was like, hell yeah. I want to take this responsibility. I want to be the first guy with this beautiful brand. We're going to basically change perception of coffee cocktails and how we look at the coffee liquor or coffee cocktail yeah. category. And it's already... It's already a year and a half. I'm with a brand and I cannot be happier and luckier to work with such amazing people going around the world, opening new markets, spreading the passion for coffee uh, cocktails. And uh, I think the, the recent result, which came like two weeks ago, a Drinks International Review of 2019 came out and uh, top 10 trending liquors. Last year, we were number 10 within top 10 on the edge. This year, we moved to number six. We can clearly see that people loving us and loving cocktails more and more. 
I mean, it was the perfect platform to unleash your nerdiness about coffee, really, wasn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I love Mr. Black as well. I've used it before um, in previous bars I've worked Thank in. Thank you. Um, one of the things is 10 times more coffee and less sugar, right? It's um, That's one of the yeah, things. You're good. I try, I you try. Should work I did my us. research. You should work for us. <laughs> um, where are the coffee beans sourced from? Um, is, this quite, is this something you're involved in, too? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, we have an amazing team of people. First of all, we have a head, head distiller, master distiller, Philip Moore for Distillery Botanica. He was one of the first master craft distillers back in 2006. So he's in charge of spirits itself. Then we have a head roaster, Detlef Moore, beautiful, beautiful human being from Germany, working in wine industry for many, many years. Of course, uh, he has a PhD. He's a doctor of science, of chemistry. Mm. So if you think I'm nerdy, this guy is even nerdier. <laughs> you know, like German doctor talking about, you know, total dissolved solids in the water, mineral contents, caffeines and everything. So we have these brains on the board and Deadlift is responsible for sourcing coffee beans for our, like, you're Mr. Black. Of course, now being me being in the company for longer, I'm getting involved with some uh, specific uh, single origin or specific uh, limited release edition. So I'm, I'm happy to go to the origin as well and put my hands on. And uh, yes, Mr. Black on its own, you have to understand it's something like a blended whiskey. We're, create, we're creating the most uh, uh, uniform, the most um, balanced and tastiest coffee liquor on earth. So we're blending three different origin, Colombia, Papua New Guinea, and Kenya. Because we have to understand coffee is food. Coming from different parts of the world, it's going to have a cost different taste. Mm. And we're creating this beautiful blend of fruity flavors, you know, citrusy flavors and nuttiness and earthiness. So everything what you taste in Mr. Black, it just due to the natural flavor of the coffee. And for now, we have those three different origins. And of course, recently, we just released our first single origin in Colombia, where we're focusing on one specific farm, one specific lot and processing where we want to show the people that, uh, yes, Mr. Black is versatile, it's great for cocktail, but as well, it can be great for just sipping on its own, like single malt whiskey. You know, it can be very specific, and this is just beginning. We want to show the people that coffee has so much potential, and uh, every time can taste different. Brilliant. I really want to dive into this, actually, about coffee, and uh, especially the future of coffee cocktails. Um, one question I had, because currently there's about 100 different types of coffee, right? Oh, yeah, but even way more, we don't know yeah. about it. Coffee is such a young industry. Like, compared to spirits of wine, they are here for 3,000 years. Coffee, 300. You know, it's so new. Every day we're discovering something new. So as you said, yeah, 150, but how many views? Almost, like, just even 10%, almost nothing. <laughs> Do you prefer using single origin or blends when it comes to using coffee in cocktails? Um, depends what you're looking for. It's a good question. Like, I, I like single origins because they are more... Um, they are more specific and they are more, uh, you know, like different in terms of taste and palate. Uh, I like blends too, you know, because they are more like universal and easier to use. So let's say, I don't know, you want to create perfect espresso martini, you grab regular Mr. Black because it's balanced, it does everything what you want. But let's say you want to be more niche or nerdy and you want to create kind of like your mixology craft coffee cocktail. So maybe you can might use our Mr. Black Amaro, which is infused with botanicals, mm -hmm. so have another element of it. You might maybe use our single origin, which has slightly different taste than normal Mr. Black. It's more fermented, it's more kind of like dry fruits going on, it's much lighter on the palate. So it really depends what you're looking for in terms of coffee cocktails, okay. you know. Yeah. You have to start with the coffee cookers. And, I, and I'm always trying to explain to baristas and young bartenders, if you want to do good coffee cocktail, start with the coffee. And what type of techniques would you recommend people to use? I mean, 
everyone knows the espresso martini you just sort of chuck the shot in but there's obviously a lot of different other practices that are in place you mentioned rotovap earlier um what what techniques would you say are best to uh best represent coffee as a flavor i put it in perspective of uh, coffee shops you go to coffee shop you have espresso and then you're gonna have another espresso from different coffee shop and on different street it's gonna be always different because of different beans, different technique, different barista, different results. If you want to achieve the most consistent and tasty cup of coffee for your coffee cocktails, I would highly recommend technique of doing a cold brew. That's what Mr. Black too. You know, cold brew is a very simple combination of coffee grounds steeped in the water for a certain time, in certain amount. It's a cold technique where you preserve natural flavor of the coffee without being just bitter or acidic, but it's going to be more naturally sweet. Now, cold brew is nothing new. You know, it's on the market like for 10 years, five years coming from U.S., but originally Colby came from Japan, from Kyoto. We're going back to 16th centuries where Dutch traders were trading their goods with the Japanese monks and Japanese traders. And that was the first time where they brought the coffee plants over there and they didn't know how to preserve the flavor of roasted beans. So they put it in the water and they taste this water later on and they realized, wow, it's tasty. So I highly recommend uh, if you don't have a technology like coffee machine, if you don't have, I don't know, hot water, you don't have a kettle, etc. I think cold brew is the most easy technique how to create a beautiful, delicious uh, coffee beverage. And then on top of that, basically, it's Mr. Black. It's nothing else than just cold brew with a little bit of sugar and spirit. Always consistently made, always consistently preserved. And, uh, and I highly recommend to start with that. Yeah. If you want to go, if you want to be more geeky, yes, I saw people doing clarifications. I saw people using rotobabs. Of course, go for it, because this is the golden era of coffee cocktails. And I cannot wait to see more bartenders be geeky about coffee as ingredients and play around. Oh, fantastic. Okay. And um, I mean, where are we going next? We're in the golden age. What's the future for coffee cocktails? I believe uh, <laughs> it's funny. When I moved to London 2014-15, I, uh, I tried to implement craft coffee in the Savoy. I tried to like talk about coffee cocktails and no one was interested, you know. None of the hotel bars in London, none of the craft bars in London were like taking care of this, you know. And then look at now, even the one of the greatest partners on earth, like, I don't know, Eric Lawrence, he's using, you know, he's, he's, he's using his own uh, coffee Negroni. He's doing coffee Negroni, his own coffee. They roast their own beans. Remy Savage, ex-artisan, has this little small roaster at home, Ikawa, Japanese one, where he's doing like his own fermented coffee sodas and stuff like that. You see bar- bartenders being more geeky and being more serious, you know, implementing Mr. Black in their uh, beverage program. And, uh, and it's just like, it's outstanding. It's just outstanding to see where we are right now compared to three, four years ago. And uh, I think the future will be, be more focused on quality of ingredients itself. I think the same way as we are focusing on our ice program, same way as we are focusing our top shelf single malt whiskeys or agave spirits, I think Barton is going to focus more on coffee on its own. And they start to maybe getting proper consultings from outside for coffee programs. And they're going to spend some time on education about espresso and, uh, and cold brews. And uh, it's really happening. It's happening everywhere. It's from US to Asia, to Australia, to, to Europe. Uh, as Mr. Black growing globally, same coffee cocktail culture growing. And the, the future is bright, future is big. And I believe that we're going to see a great, great coffee cocktails in 2020. Fantastic. Um- you mentioned education. Can you recommend for some of the listeners, some of the bartenders, uh, resources that they can use to learn about coffee? Oh, definitely. My favorite book, I, uh, 
I highly recommend to everyone and even within our team of BA ambassadors for Mr. Black, I'm always, we're always giving this book to everyone. It's like a Bible. It's called, it's called Atlas of Coffee. Atlas of Coffee from James Hoffman. He's one of the greatest uh, coffee geek in this world. So Atlas of Coffee uh, is the book which I highly recommend to have at home. Every time you need to have any answers, look in this. If you want to be more um, social and use social media or use uh, kind of internet, everyday internet, I think uh, one of the greatest uh, websites where you can find all the information is uh, Coffee Daily Grind. Coffee Daily Grind, it's, uh, it's, it's been established in Europe. They have various uh, uh, websites going across America, Europe, and Asia. I highly recommend these. And as well, very famous, one of the first uh, coffee websites coming from Portland, Oregon, it's uh, Spruge, com. Those dudes, they are like super geeky. All the news you want to know, just check it out. Or maybe if you want to reach me out on my Instagram account, Martin underscore Hudak, drop me a message anytime you want, any question you have, any help you need. I'm here to help and answer. I really, really believe that uh, we should exchange all information we have and it should be for free. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for those resources. I think they're going to be really useful, um, especially for me. I'm going to grab that book as soon as I can. <laughs> um, there's another thing I want to talk to you today, which really links into what we've been discussing. Um, you mentioned you have a new private coffee company coming out, Spiritual Coffee. Yeah. Did you want to touch on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, it's a very exciting project. I, uh, I'm working on this company silently behind the scenes over a year for now. And uh, Spiritual Coffee is something what I believe it's uh, really myself. You know, I'm a guy who worked with coffee. I'm a guy who worked with cocktails. And spirit and coffee, it's always something what I was doing and I will do. And this little ritual in between spiritual coffee, I, uh, it's like everyday ritual. We wake up, we have a cup of coffee. You know, we go out, we have our favorite cocktail. And uh, I really want to combine the world of coffee and cocktails. And that's why I decided to open my own consulting company where I'm going to help uh, cocktail bars and coffee shops as well at the same time to understand importance of good quality coffee and importance of good quality spirits. And uh, to do this, it's not only just going to your venue and create a menu, but give you assets, give you as well uh, uh, the most important thing you need, and that's coffee. And that's why I'm launching within a couple of months my own uh, coffee capsules. You know, uh, if you think about the greatest brands like Nespresso, they're killing it. Basically, what they're doing is they're giving an opportunity to people having a good coffee cup at home. And that's what I want to do. I want to help bartenders to have a good cup of coffee without investing all the money and effort into technology and knowledge. You can buy a little capsule machine for less than $50, and you can buy one of the greatest premium coffee beans roasted by myself in recyclable uh, coffee pots. And then basically you can make espresso martini within, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds. You just grab a good specialty espresso capsule from me. Uh, you grab Mr. Black, you measure it one to one, two to one, maybe add a little bit of vodka if you don't shake it and you have. I want my specialty coffee roasted by me be accessible to everyone. That's brilliant. Um, is this worldwide? Is this globally accessible to everyone? Absolutely. It's going to be worldwide okay. for sale from my website, uh, shipped everywhere. And uh, okay. from the beans, if you want to have just beans, from the capsules, from the consulting, from everything. I really, it's time for me to basically be there and help you to create a better coffee cocktail program together with Mr. Black, together with Spiritual Coffee. 
great can't wait to see so will that be um launching this year spiritual coffee yeah 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 absolutely aiming aiming uh, early spring uh spiritualcoffee.com uh, alongside with the Instagram account. You, it's going to be linked naturally with myself as a, as a Martin Hudak. So reach out, have a look. If you want a sample, cannot wait to send you over. Great. Well, I think we'll wrap up. Um, there's one last question I have, which is going to be uh, a good one. How do you drink your coffee in the morning? What is the best <laughs> way for you? Good question. Very good question. So mm-hmm. I, like to, I like to have a milky beverage for breakfast. I like uh, my coffee made with oat milk or uh, soy milk, so flat white, preferably, with some nice, beautiful croissant or avalon sauce here in Australia. Then moving on, I would carry on with some nice pour-over or batch brew coffee, so a bit bigger, dark, black, heavy. Then before the shift at Semi, if I'm busy, I'm just going to double-check and taste our espresso in-house, so I'm going to have espresso shot. And later on the night when I'm just thirsty, I'm going to have a cold brew on the rocks. This is kind of evolution of my coffee day. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Martin, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with us your passion for coffee. Um, it's been great. I think the audience will love it. Um, good luck for everything in the future. Can't wait to see thank spiritual you. coffee. Can't wait to see what maybe, maybe Sammy does thank as well. You. I mean, what a fantastic year to start. Yeah, we are planning lots of projects. So <laughs> put your eyes there and uh, watch what we're doing. Brilliant. Martin, thanks a lot. Thanks, Have a good Chris. week. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Martin's an incredibly great guy. We're looking forward to seeing what he does next. Tune in for next week. We have another guest with us. What I'd like to say, um, if you love the show, please subscribe. Give us a like, comment. Any feedback's great. And also head over to our Patreon page where if you sign up with us, I will shout your name out, say thanks. You'll also get to ask a question to one of our next guests and you'll get all the exclusive updates and live feeds. Um, So you can find us on Patreon on the back bar and go from there. Once again, guys, have a great week and we'll see you all next Monday.